live, Jerry. Very nice. Um, I got something for you, Jerry. You do? Yeah. Oh, I thought I had something for you. That was not good. Let's do it this way. After my sentence, but committed no crime. It's okay. You can start crying now. <laughs> that is acceptable. It is. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Newsworthy, guys. Welcome, everyone. We had to start with some Queen tonight. Jerry's over. I don't know that Jerry's going to be able to join us. He he is teared Probably up. Helpful. He is upset. Um, he is here. Let me give you that. Last week. Let me, well, it's this week too. Here's really? the thing. Here's okay. your napkin. Okay. Um, wipe your tears. I'll try. I just want to say, and not that it means a hoot to anybody, but last week, Jerry and I faced off in fantasy football, and his opportunity to get to the playoffs was at stake, and frankly, I ruthlessly smited him on every level. Smited? Is smited. Yeah, well, it is today. No, no longer smoked. So, <laughs> you're smited. smited. And uh, so I was really excited. I had to just rub that in a little bit and be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't aware it was a word, but I'll have to admit I was smited. Right. But in my defense, any time that Derrick Henry scores a total of 3.8 points for your team, Followed by Kenneth Walker the third with three point five, Juju Smith Schuster with hold on three, not many three point five, Ken Walker three point six, and Tyler Higby. My whole team just took a crap. Well, my listen, listen. Team. As a fantasy football coach, it is your job to motivate and to push your team to victory. And well, you failed miserably. No, no, actually, it's fine. I didn't. I didn't. I can say that. Hey, Mochi. Hello, Mochi. Mochi's I have done here, that successfully here. twice Doubles in the last here. six years. I have uh, two championships, so not going to be a third one this year, at least in this league. No, you're not uh, even making the playoffs. See? Well, it's possible, remotely possible, yeah. but highly doubtful. It would require. Uh, Never mind, I'm not going to say that. Might upset some of our listeners. <laughs> the things that I would need to have have happen for me to make it. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, see, not this so. show. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Yes, uh, we are. Mochi Even had a question. She says, speaking of Joe Rogan, I saw the post where he had Dr. Phil on a podcast and they were discussing how schools lowered the standards for grades just to pass along students. I saw that episode and it's actually uh, due to be on one of my topics, I think next week or the week after. So that's coming up because I absolutely agree that with, with Dr. Phil in a lot of those cases. Um, what was he basing that on? Who? Dr. Phil. If he was alleging that. It's not like you're going to find school systems that are going to come out and admit to that, oh. whether it's true or not. So what was he basing? I think you can find on? that the state sponsored te the test that they have to take. That but the test is constantly changing. It's not sure. like it's the same test. So it, you can't compare 
10, 15 years ago and say, well, back then they required a 90. Now it's down to set. You can't do that because it's kind from the look on your face, you must like our new wine. By the way, new wine we, decided, today. we decided to go back to the old standby that we always trust, which is cold, sweet red. This week is Bella Bole, a red Moscato. <laughs> and from the looks on your face, it must be pretty good. It's potent. I like it. Potent, it's huh? got a great flavor to it. It's very sweet. It's very, I think it's got some carbonation maybe because it pops in your mouth really well. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's good stuff. I like that. Back to sweet, cold reds. There you go. Jerry, how does people get a hold of us? Well, they have a couple of ways. The uh, email address Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com or the text line at area code 540-709-1318. Had a uh, great email from Raccoon, which we responded to, Very Raccoon. Nice. So if you hear that or you, you check your email, uh, just give us a few more details and we're going to try to get Raccoon on at, at some point in the future uh, to talk about what he knows best. There we go. Um, speaking of knowing best... Uh, how was your week, other than being hu hum just slaughtered? I, well, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be tactful. You know, what was the first word? What? I'm, I'm trying to be humble. No, it, the it, first word you used. What? Slaughtered? No, not smote, but... Uh, smited. 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 <laughs> I was smited. That's it. Smited. Hey, well, listen. I, yes. I saw on Bob and Tom this morning. Okay. They were talking. Bob and Tom. Yeah, they're good folks. And, and uh, I, I listen to them most mornings. But they had a whole thing of about a whole section about words that are used so people can sound more intelligent than they are. I'm pleased to say Smited wasn't on there. <laughs> Just say They weren't smart enough to come up with that one. Yet. I know, right? But I'm telling you, Smited, I guess, is a, a pretty good description of my week just been smited all week i actually come home the other day and found that my kids have been on ebay all day long oh really uh, don't worry don't worry if they're still there tomorrow i'm gonna lower the price <laughs> i'm not gonna be smited any longer oh that's fantastic <laughs> yeah so i like got to give yeah see you're good i didn't even have mine ready so Really? Uh, yeah, I didn't. I had one I was going to use, but I was already drinking wine, and words are already hard tonight. So well, I'll tell you what. I, I can't. Right while now. you uh, come up with yours, how about your recipe? Your recipe of yeah. the week. Let me scroll down and find this bad boy. For those of you who like Thai food, specifically Pad Thai, I've got a recipe that I'll leave a link to. And I've been using this recipe, I don't know, for eight or ten years. Uh, Steve, I'm sorry, but I don't think you'd really care for it. You're, uh -uh. you're not much into the Chinese cuisines, the, the Oriental cuisines at all that I've saw. This one is Thai. It's, uh, you're going to have to like Thai cuisine. You're going to have to like bean sprouts. You're going to have to like shrimp. So far, I think we're batting a big zero for you. Yeah, pretty much. That's out. No interest. Uh I'm telling you, folks, if you like pad thai, there's a recipe on the foodnetwork.com for pad thai. I've been using it for several years. I'll leave a link to it. It is incredibly good. I would say this. It involves the use of uh, one, one of the ingredients is fish sauce. 
Have you ever cooked with fish sauce in your life? Yes. What did you think of it? What did you think of the aroma? Uh, very strong. Uh, I, I will, I'm not using the word that I want to use. Okay. Um, I, I'll put it this way. The first time that my daughter ever helped prepare this recipe, I asked her to stir the sauce, which is, there's several ingredients, but the fish sauce is a big component of that. After it, shortly after it came to a boil, she had to leave and let's say, uh, regurgitate. <laughs> she could not take the smell. That's terrible. Every since then, whenever I make it, I have to do the sauce on the third burner of the grill outside uh, if my daughter's here. So I'm telling you, it's worth all that. The, the smell, you may not care for it, of the sauce, the fish sauce. But guys, the, the, if you do like pad thai and you want to make something that to me is as good or possibly better than any pad thai recipe I've ever had at any restaurant, uh, this is the one. I'll leave a link to it. There you go. Please do. Told you. That way, uh, just just for the record, we don't uh, necessarily always have the best recipes. We're just going to give you a recipe. Well, you know, food taste is a lot like beauty. They say it's in the eye of the beholder, right? Well, food is in the eye of the taster. So food is very distinctive. And all I can cook for is the, the food that I like and the people that I know well. Uh, and if I've been around someone for quite a while, I, I usually have a pretty good idea of what they like and don't like. So I can learn to cook that way. Doesn't mean other people's going to like it at all. That's true. Well, I was thinking, I was talking to the wife the other day and told her, I think when it's my turn to go, I'd like to die having sex. Was she amenable to this idea? Yeah. She said, at least you'll go quick. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. Reminds me of a joke I'm going to tell real quick. This, no, no. This guy had gotten cancer. He was in bad shape. And he told his wife, he said, uh, I'm going to take half the money that we've got. I'm going to take it out of the bank, and I'm going to put it in a suitcase. I'm going to put it up in the attic. And uh, when I die, I'm taking that money with me. You're not keeping all of it. And uh, she asked him, okay, well, how long do you want me to leave it? Just in case. And he said, well, you got to leave it at least a month. You know, don't touch it for at least a month. So she did. She honored his wishes, and a month later, she went upstairs, and she opened the briefcase, and every single dollar is still there. She shook her head and said, I knew we should have put this shit in the basement. <laughs> I heard a story about that. I knew where that was going before you even said did you? it. Based on a story, a ghost story that I'd heard. Nice. About peppermints. Okay. And this, it, was this, it was the same thing, you know, to put the peppermints up there, I'll take them with me as I go. And she said the same thing. Probably should have put them in the basement. That way he had something to eat on the way down. There you go. Wow. You never know. Wow. You just never know. Hey, I'm in a good mood tonight, Jerry. I've had a rough week, but I'm in a good mood. You know why? Why is that? It is December the 6th. Very true. And to your house today, you rode your motorcycle. I rode my motorcycle. Me and Cinnamon got it on on the way up here <laughs> with food in the back. So that was good. So yeah. anytime I can get out in December, January, and February, I, I take the opportunity. So I guess I don't need to ask how your week's going, no matter how crappy it might have been. It's weather today made up for that. Five minutes of wind therapy fixes that. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice. Absolutely. Very nice to hear. So, we um, 
I just want to say that this is really good. Guys, I don't know if you listen to us for our wine critiques critiques or not. This is really good stuff. You should probably go buy some of this like tonight. Just saying. And um, if not, just make sure it's a cold, sweet red. Yeah. You'll be and, okay. Or not this good, but you'll be okay. You know, you can send these to us anytime. Absolutely. And we'll be happy to critique your personal cold, sweet red. <laughs> Whatever your flavor. You know, favorite. speaking of which, sent it to us last week. We uh, covered the fact that there, we suggested a charity for each of us. Yeah. People wanted to donate something. I've got another charity I'd like to mention today. If that's okay. Is that all sure. right? Sure. Get a little bit ahead of myself. United States Postal Service has something they call Operation Santa that they do every year. And it's about answering letters from kids. The uh, And again, as they do almost every year, they're seeking volunteer Santas to answer letters from children as part of the organization's annual Operation Santa. What happens is after the volunteers are approved, they're given access to look through certain letters. You're encouraged to find the ones that speak to you, to adopt those, and to answer them in character as Santa Claus. If you're interested at all, if you're interested in making some little kids Christmas season, uh, or at least going a long way to helping, the website is USPS, the acronym for United States Postal Service, USPSOperationSanta.com. Sweet. Speaking of Santa, I'm going to bring it back really local for a second. This coming Saturday, December 10th, okay. at my office here in Lawrenceburg, Santa will be there from 11 to 2. Live and in person. Live and in person. Very nice. And I happen to know that he's going to be there, and he's expecting like 400 or plus kits. Last year, we had we only had 200 and a little over 250 because the weather was horrid. Uh, and COVID was still a big thing at that point. Yeah, there was a lot of that going on, too. The kids didn't care, though. Okay. Um but uh, but this year they're expecting almost 500 kids to be there. Very nice. So Santa's going to have uh, his work cut out for him. He is indeed. That's okay. I personally, air quotes, no. He's been working on his Santa stomach all <laughs> year long. He's ready. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> so if you happen to be near Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, come by Century 21 on Saturday if it's to uh, – uh, See Santa, great. If it's just to poke your head in and say, hey, I listened to you on, the, on your podcast, Knucklehead, that'd be okay, too. I'll give you a ho-ho-ho. I've also heard uh, through another source that this particular Santa loves children, but also, if you don't happen to have any children, also loves elderly, overweight women. So, you know a few of those? <laughs> Please bring them up. There is plenty of room on Santa's lap. <laughs> and if you can't make it, that's okay. You could just send him feet pics. And he'll make sure <laughs> that he gets those to the really naughty boys on his nope, list. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, Mochi, you should pop by. You too, Double, if you're not doing anything. Of course, uh, that'd be awesome. It'd be a fun time. We do that for the kids. Kids all each get a gift bag. Um, this one kid last year uh, came in, and I tell this story all the time because it's funny. And he was kind of a mumbler, so 
he was there and he was with his mom and um the only thing this kid wanted was an iPad. That's all he said. I want an iPad. I want an iPad. And he was a little hateful about it. So Santa had to fix him. I was like, yeah, I can see that. Well, we would get you an iPad. So you could be just like the Pirates of the Caribbean. And he's like, yeah. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> but that time I handed him back to his mom. And he was just so disappointed that he was going to get an iPad for Christmas. <laughs> mom was dying. She thought that was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> so, anywho. Uh, fun stuff, fun stuff. So, uh, <laughs> that poor Don't kid, she says. Um, so, we're going to continue this format of what used to be rapid fire, then used to be monthly news headlines, and now it's interesting news of the, the week. week. Um, we'll continue that this week, uh, January 1st. Is going to pro the first week in January is most likely going to be our first serious topic in a, in a while, and then we're going to continue. I wouldn't go that far. I've I mean, got a, one tonight. My first one, pretty serious. Oh, okay. You like it? I will. I'm sure. Oh, you're sure? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're a smart guy. <laughs> oh no, this doesn't sound good at all. Sure it does. I apologize in advance. <laughs> Um, apologize in advance. What a lack of faith. Oh, no, I have plenty of faith. In what exactly? I haven't figured that out yet. Exactly. Um, so since you know that, do you want to go ahead and get started? Or? Sure. I'll be happy to. All right, great. Top story for the past week. <laughs> One second. Sure. Mochi, that was wrong. She says, don't make him think more than he has to, Jerry. <laughs> Can you see the smoke coming out? Is it is it that obvious? But whole. If someone asks you, top news story of the past week, what would you say? One guess. Oh, gosh. I'm going to see if we agree in that part. Man, I'd have to say the the balance. Oh, gosh, I can't have a hard, hard thing to talk about. Hard, hard word to say. Balenciaga would probably be my biggest story of the week. Right. Yes. That would trump, no pun intended, that would trump what Trump claimed this past week about yep. terminating the United States Constitution. To me, child porn is, it takes the, the cake over any of it. So, yeah. Yeah, well, child porn certainly is horrible, terrible, you know, and we have laws against it. But uh, according to Donald Trump, those laws are only good if they help him. Uh, for those that might not happen to be familiar with what he said before I try to or massacre it anymore, I'll give you his exact quote. And first of all, a little bit of background. Elon Musk this past week released some information that Twitter, some links that Twitter had gone to trying to decide how much information to reveal and how much to try to bury about Hunter Biden's laptop. Okay. Yeah, so I follow you. Just a little background on where Trump was coming from, the context under which he was speaking. And here's what he had to say, and I quote, A massive fraud of this type of magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. This is the tweet, or whatever you call them on True Social, 
that Trump wrote on December the 3rd. So, former Republican president is now claiming that at least parts of the United States Constitution needs to be set aside so we can rectify the 2020 election <laughs> and put him back in power. Yeah. What's your comment? Uh, my comment is, I'll answer that comment with something else that he was in the news for today about being, his, his company's been found guilty of some tax issues. Um, no direct link to him at all. No direct link, but things are starting to stack up against him. Um, Mitch McConnell came out today and said that he feels like there's little chance Donald Trump will, will be the nominee. And if Mitch McConnell, who technically is the head, he's the money guy in the Republican Party. The GOP Senate. Uh, you know, Donald Trump has a lot of money. He could throw it himself. But um, if, if McConnell starts throwing money against you, it's going to be real hard to uh, to go against that. So, that. Um, but I really, is it also not scary? It's scary, but it, it, it you know, I, I, I can see, Sadly, I can it's see not surprising, either, right? Yeah, it's not surprising, not surprising him or anybody, any of those people. No, yes. I, he is the only person in politics in at the national level that I know of that I can honestly say this didn't surprise me. Mm. It, it didn't surprise me. Any of those politicians would surprise me. It would, it would, it would not surprise me to hear they felt that way. But to hear to that actually they had say the audacity it? to come out <laughs> and friggin' say, not only say it, he typed this. Yeah. He looked at it as he was typing. Looked said, at yeah, it, that makes good sense. And I'll, said, this is the smart friggin' thing to do. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Now, here's something that's even scarier, possibly. Other than Mitch McConnell, I've yet to, and even McConnell beat around the bush about it. I've not heard one GOP person, by the way, say that they agreed with it, they thought it was smart. Everyone has said he shouldn't have said it. It doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. I've yet to hear one GOP say that they think that this alone precludes him or should preclude him from running from the office of president in 2024. All right. If this doesn't take you to that threshold, what the hell does it take? What <laughs> the hell does it take? <laughs> that scares me. I like the fact you're passionate about politics tonight. Jerry. I'm passionate about Trump. He's pissed me off for so friggin' long. <laughs> I, seriously, guys, for those of you that don't know, I was a Republican my entire life until Donald Trump, and I heard the word rhino one too many times and decided if that was the problem, the name only, I could fix that. And I have been an independent since then. So yeah. he did that. So let me, uh, let me uh, switch that. By bringing it back to one of our hometown heroes. Sounds good to me. Well, here, talk to a hometown hero. Oh, absolutely. Actually, talk about. So, our. Please tell me you're not trying to call yourself a hometown hero. Uh, no. Okay. I'm not worthy. However, our boy Clay Davis, who has absolutely. been on the show several times. Yeah, we very much like. Tonight at five o'clock, it's probably hard, either over or close to being over. But, uh, Tonight, Clay is leading the charge against the uh, flock cameras in Lexington at a meeting. Him and several guys from We See You Watching Lexington were going down there to protest during the open, uh, the open micro, yeah, the open debate for the uh, thing. So, and by the way, share some love with Clay. By the way, Steve, that was not a mispronunciation. That was not Steve. 
being upset and pissed off. That is actually the name of this camera system. The flock. flock. Yeah, because we're all sheep. <laughs> it makes me so angry. And even if you don't live in Lexington, um, if you travel through Lexington, that's a big deal. It's stupid. And we can it's go around and around well, here's all the you want. You're getting pissed off about something that has been prevalent, very prevalent, in major American cities for the last 20 years. Uh -huh. And just because it has now come to a local city near you, are you up in arms about it? Where were you when it was happening in all the other cities? Well, I wasn't in those cities. Exactly. So now I, it's I home. was, or at least close to one. When I lived in Fredericksburg, was you know, in the, a suburb of D.C., I actually got two different uh, red light tickets and was mailed the ticket in the mail. Did you mail them a copy of the money back? Because that's what I would have done. Well, you're more than welcome to do that, and they'll be happy to mail you a copy of what your driver's license used to look like. <laughs> See, that's crap. I, it is. It's it's absolute, it oh, sorry. It's, it's absolute crap. It just infuriates me. Rule does it break? It's what? revenue generating. That's all it is. It no, has nothing to do with yes, rule breaking. No. It has a little bit to do with safety. Jerry, proven fact. Proven fact. It will slow people down. It doesn't matter what small town in Podunk, Kentucky, or Podunk, Texas you or go Washington, into, DC. or Washington D.C., which is where mine occurred. It doesn't matter what city or state or wherever that you go. The nicest building in the whole town, most probably, is the courthouse. Why is that? Revenue generation from cops and from these stupid light camera lights. Light cameras. Do you disagree with the fact that it will, if you want to slow traffic down, write some speeding tickets. If you want to stop some people from running red lights, begin to ticket that, begin to target that. There are safety measures involved. As well. Sure. And if you're going to be running, writing speeding tickets, you should be in a fully marked car. According to the Constitution, right? According to what's fair in the world. Oh, according to Steve's version. Of if what's you're not fair in, in a world. fully marked car, then it's nothing more than revenue generation. It's not about safety. Really? It's not. It True. can't be. It can be. It can't. When you go to work on Monday morning and you keep hearing that person after person says, hey, man, did you know that at the corner of Route 3 and Parks Mill Road, the, the cops are there constantly. They're writing tickets. The next time you go through Route 3 and Parks Mill Road, will you slow down? You bet your sweet butt you will. Guess what? Well, I would slow down if I saw a beautifully marked, reflective police car. Here's the point. You have to see the car in your scenario to slow down. In my scenario, you slow down before you get there because you've already heard to it's going to be there. Okay, so I heard you it, slow down. But it could still be. I could still have heard it about a car that is well marked. I'm just saying that if you are, are hidden. So you're saying that we need to buy enough cop cars to place one at every intersection where no. we have a problem with speeders, and that's the only solution that's legal. I'm just saying that if you want if you want to catch someone breaking the law, you have to catch them breaking the law. Trust me, the cameras will catch them. That's crap. <laughs> you, you can't argue with the fact I, that I it can does argue catch them. with the crap because I can. It's my light. I'm allowed. As far as I know, your as logic as, is undeniable. Right? Exactly. And as far as I know, to this point, we're still allowed to say whatever we want to say. For sure no matter how wrong it might be. So anyway, I just wanted to throw a prop out to Clay and we see you watching Lexington I doing the deeds. who care enough about the issues like Clay.
to do something about it. There are far too many of us that are too lazy, and we sit around and we gripe and moan and bitch and do nothing about it. Clay Davis is willing to put his time, his action, and his money where his words are, yeah. and he sincerely attempts to do something about Absolutely. it. I may not agree with every single thing that he does, and on this one I do. We have too many cameras. Yeah. Now, is there a legitimate interest? In my opinion, there is some. Now, is it far overridden by the fact that that's not the primary reason they're there? I would agree with the fact that the primary reason is to get money. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. All right. Well, there you go. So, my turn? Yeah. 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 I just want to throw it out there. I'm happy that Clay's fighting the fight for us. If we didn't have the podcast tonight, then I would have been fighting the fight, too. we got to get him, him back on here before long. Sure. I enjoyed the two times we had him on. You and I spoke about this a little bit earlier. I think it was yesterday when Ukraine bombed two Russian military sites. A third today. In Russia. Mm-hmm. Not only in Russia, not just slightly across the border. One of these bases was, there were both Air Force bases. One was 150 miles from Moscow. They didn't do this with ICBMs. They did this with long-range drones. Suicide drones is what they're called. Yep. Now, it clearly gives Ukraine an advantage that they didn't have before. The other thing that it clearly does is escalates this war. Mm-hmm. You and I have differed somewhat to some degree. In the past few weeks, you've mentioned several times about that you fear that the world just seems to be careening toward this Armageddon. Absolutely, I do. Still do. When I read this newscast, I was like, oh, crap. Steve may be right. Because hey, wait, 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 wait. Can you say that one more time slower into the mic, well, please? Yes. What I will say is that <laughs> there's an old saying that's very true. You are much like a broken clock. <laughs> of which even that has to be right twice a day. And apparently one of those times came. I've never told you lately that I hate your guts. <laughs> I would have been much nicer had it not been for the dick movement at the beginning of the show. But anyway, yes, this is a severe provocation in the war. It's one thing for Russia to be fighting Ukraine in Ukraine. Ukraine just suddenly took it to Moscow's doorstep. Yeah, And the thing that I I brought up and it fears me is that one thing that the Russian people were starting to do was what Americans do all the time. They were starting to get war-weary. Is that, is that the correct term, I guess? Yeah. And um, as proof of Putin saying, hey, if you guarantee you're not going, we're going to keep what we got and you're not going to join NATO, let's talk peace. Now, the one thing you don't want to do to Russian the Russian people is come into their neighborhoods because they are fiercely territorial. And I'm afraid that this escalation could drive the Russian people to fall more in line behind Putin and escalate the war on their side too. Yeah, maybe. Here's what I have never, I've read several articles since not long after the war began saying similar things that a ton of the people, the private citizens, there were at least mumblings that they were strongly against the war. I don't think Putin cares. Putin runs such a militaristic country. I don't think he cares. I really don't. I think he'll kill them, and I think he'll keep killing them. Look what he's doing with the hundreds of thousands of conscripts that he's pulling up, and with basically zero training. Yeah, sending one or two days, if that, with four arms that are from the 1940s. Yes. 
He just, I mean, it's it's a death sentence to 95% of these guys that he's doing it to. You can't do that and then turn around and convince me that he gives a crap about what the people think. I think he'll just, if it takes it, start shooting them until they quit complaining. So he's an idiot. So you want to go from one bad thing to a good thing? Absolutely. I always want to do that. I just want to say that Louisville sports makes me so happy. Really? Yes, but not for the reason you think. I'm not sure what the reason is. Well, the reason is the state of Louisville sports right now, as a longtime UK fan, as you are, should be very happy that Louisville basketball is off to the worst start it's ever had. Yep. And why are you happy about that? I actually wanted them to do well. Why? Their coach. I don't care about their coach. He sucks, apparently, and their whole program sucks. He and was UK's, UK's lead assistant for several years. That doesn't mean that, that just because you're a good assistant doesn't mean you're I a agree, good. But it meant it was reason enough for me to want to hope that they did well. Yeah, no. To be honest with you, I've <laughs> always wanted them to do well, except for when they played us. Okay. See, I'm not that way. I am. I want Kentucky <laughs> basketball, Kentucky football as a state to shine. Yeah. And if it can't be us, then Louisville speaking will of be football, the Louisville football just lost their their coach. Really, I hadn't heard. Yeah, he is assigned. <laughs> Here's the funny part: the team he's going to coach is the team they're playing in the bowl game this year. <laughs> Since he's going to University of Cincinnati to be their head coach, Satter White is. So, uh, yeah. So they have to start over there too. After I we think, if I was Cincinnati, I would have waited till after the bowl game to announce this. <laughs> Yeah, and, really and I hope Satterwhite is smart enough to say, "Hey guys, due to the nature of what's happening here, I can't be on the sideline." You would think so, because if if he is and they lose, fingers people are going to point fingers, and if he goes in there and he thrashes UC, UC is going to point fingers, and he's going to go into an angry mob. There, he definitely needs. He to probably just needs that. to say, "Here's my assistant. He's going to run the game. I'm going to sit at home watch it on the tube." Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was my thing. I'm just sitting over here as a UK fan. It, after we won the Governor's Cup again, it's getting heavy carrying it around. I'm just saying, Louisville. Um, We've been kicking their butt for a while. Yeah, it's been great. And I thank Mark Stoops for that from the deepest bottoms of my heart. That's my topic. <laughs> and a good one it was. I think I can top it. Oh. Do you know anyone looking for a job? Yeah. Okay. Well, New York City is looking for a somewhat bloodthirsty person, not opposed to wholesale slaughter. Yeah, I know someone that. Next rat czar. Oh. They have such a problem with rats that they are attempting to hire. They will hire. A person, now the technical title is a director of rodent mitigation, but the role has been dubbed the rat czar. It comes with a salary range, are you ready for this, of between $120,000 and $170,000. Holy buckets. To be the rat czar in New York City. A quote from the ad says, the ideal candidate will be highly motivated and somewhat bloodthirsty, determined to look at all solutions from various angles including improving operational efficiency, data collection, technology innovation, trash management, and wholesale slaughter. For those interested, New York City. Now, 
I didn't hear anywhere in those requirements that you had to be able to play a flute. No. Oh, so there's no Pied Piper leading the rats out and taking them to Boston, huh? Well, they're apparently going to let you do it your way, and if that's what you wish and it works, I'm sure you'll be welcome to do so. <laughs> For $120,000, I think I'd probably learn to play the friggin' flute if it worked. <laughs> Wonderful. So uh, you've heard of the Liver King, right? Have I? I don't know. Sounds familiar. Big, big, strong dude. Claimed he's all physiqued out because he eats raw organs, liver yeah. included. And I don't think so. he lives this primal lifestyle and he's ripped. I mean, the boy's got muscles on muscles. What came out this week? He admitted to he's on a steroid regimen. Yeah, that's what I figured you were going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty rough. I don't know what happened there. It's like, and, and for folks who got wrapped up in that, the man is almost 50 years old. As someone who's almost 50 years old, I work my tail off and don't look anywhere near that. Talking about, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, people don't age. Men don't age and bulk. And I, I want to bring that in, if you don't care, to my very next. Before you do, sure, real quick. sure. I meant to bring this up earlier, talking about guys that are jacked and ripped and all this. Uh, I'd like to send a shout out to all the male strippers. Oh. Yeah, I would. Talk about guys that are always working hard. <laughs> Gosh, you're terrible tonight. Terrible. Just saying. That's <sighs> Jerry's dream job. <laughs> Being a male stripper. No, the job they begged me to take, and I just said, you know. No, can't do it. You can't take everybody's money like that. Exactly. You got to let the young guys eat, right? Got to give them a chance. Okay, I got you. Oh, oh, I'm not even saying that, Mochi. <laughs> no, not doing it. Not saying that. Not Why on not? air anyway. Not on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the liver king and okay. steroids, Joe Rogan, and this is one of my lead-in topics, uh, uh, has went on the warpath, talking first about the Liver King, and was one of the reasons he came out with his video and said, "Hey, uh, I'm on a steroid regimen, administered by my doctor. This is the way it has to be." Um, Joe Rogan also came out and said, "Hey, The Rock is 50 years old, and he's massive. 50 year old people do not look like this." I don't care if you do just get work. That's all you do. Was he accusing The Rock of yes. something Yes. He said The Rock needs to come out and, and acknowledge that he's on some sort of PED program. Um, Which is legal, by the way, right? It is. But not if you're in sports or whatever. Right. As long as you're not competing in sports, it's, it's, it's not you an can illegal do whatever drug. you want. No, you can do whatever you want to. But uh, because you don't have an unfair con competitive advantage, uh, you are doing terrible damage, damage to your body. body. Yes, but uh, he also said the same thing about Conor McGregor today. That was today that Conor McGregor needs to come out and say, look, have you seen his pictures lately? He's yeah. twice the man he was six months ago. Really? Yeah. And he's like, you guys can't They don't keep. test for that? You would think, but he's not fighting right now. Okay. So, But I mean, these tests go back a substantial amount of time. I you would hope. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that Joe Rogan is just kind of coming out and saying, hey, these are what everybody's thinking. Barry Bonds, 
no way you get your head forms that way Mark after McGuire. you're 50. Mark Can McGuire, do. Canseco, all these guys. Um, but in, in The Rock and Conor McGregor's, in The Rock especially, he does train a lot. He posts his videos on Instagram. But that doesn't necessarily equate into what The Rock has become. You know what I'm saying? Just working hard. Um, and a lot of kids, and Joe's, Joe's coming from the perspective that a lot of kids look up to this guy and are saying, hey, how can I get to be like that? Yep. You know? And it's not the Hulk Hogan thing, saying your prayers, eating your vitamins, unless your vitamins are needles and they're filled with steroids. So what is his title and what is his position with UFC? Who? Rogan. Isn't he a commentator? At all? I think Maybe. so. Maybe. I would have thought he would have had enough. Okay, I guess he's not. He was a UFC commentator. It says here was a commentator before he was an international megastar podcaster and comedian. Uh, no, maybe not. Down here it says he will stop working for UFC when Dana White leaves. So apparently he is still there. Yeah, I guess it's Dana what I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah. I, I would think that when someone as popular and as well-known as Joe Rogan begins to make those accusations. Blatant. I mean, just out there. I would think and hope that McGregor is going to be rigorously tested. Mm -hmm. uh, because once again, he's not Joe Blow off the street. And if he is taking it, he is getting an unfair competitive advantage. Sure, even six months. There's a reason they go back yes. so long on those tests. That stuff stays in your system for a long, long time. Um, Very much so. Yeah, he had, and Mochi makes a good point. The Rock has trained that way most of his life. But in the when The Rock was actively competing, he was 100 pounds less. I mean, you don't just bulk up 100 pounds when you hit 50. That That's not how that works. It's not physically possible. Why in the world would someone with The Rock's money think that it's a good idea to do this. I just to can't keep more, making more money. Because he's an actor now more than a wrestler, obviously. Much so. and, and, you know, why not if it's going to get you a bigger role? Now, in his role in Black Adam, he dropped 75 pounds um, so that he didn't look massive like that. But still, when you start manipulating your weight in those big – that can't be good on your body. can't be good on your heart. Sylvester Stallone is, is, it, is the opposite. He has said for years he takes steroids because his roles demand his body be in a certain shape. You mentioned the demands that it makes physically and all that. Am I mistaken? Have I not read that there's a lot of evidence saying that this causes severe mental issues as well? It absolutely can when not administered through a doctor. That's the difference. I believe I've even read about some that were administered through doctors. Maybe. And it still it took a heavy mental toll over I a long period I think that it really depends on if your doctor's a yes guy or if he's really doing his job. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Probably so. You know, Chris Benoit killed himself and his entire family from roid rage. That was a found thing. But those were completely unregulated. There was no doctor involved. A doctor walked by and handed him a big pack and said, hey, go have fun. <laughs> you know, but we're talking about that these are legal. But as far as I know, all steroids require doctor's prescription. Do sure, not? absolutely. You can't go buy them at CVS. No, not, not if anything that's going to make you bulk up right. like these are. Absolutely. Right. So that was my thing. Kudos to Joe Rogan for, for making those calls that we all think. Absolutely agree. Question for you. We're, we're almost to wintertime. It uh, won't be long until we've got snows on the ground. You ever drive behind someone early in the morning 
and the car in front of you is just loaded with snow on top because they were too lazy to get the snow off the top of their car. You know, what's that look for? A little <laughs> guilty look there? <laughs> should that not be, I forget, should it not be? It is illegal. It's rarely, if ever, enforced around here, but it's highly illegal. But it's dangerous as crap. In the wrong circumstance, that flies off into the guy behind you, and you totally blind him for two or three seconds. It could cause a wreck. Not only could, has many times. Figured out an answer to the problem. Okay. We need more state troopers like they have in the state of Washington. In Bremerton, Washington, a Washington state trooper patrol issued a ticket to a driver Sunday after the person had driven more than five miles with their vehicle and windshield almost completely covered in snow. When they pulled him over, he said that his windshield wipers weren't working. They went looking for this guy because he had numerous reports of a guy driving erratically. I guess so, when you can't freaking see. I don't know what they give him a ticket for. I do know the total. $533 ticket. You start giving people a ticket. You know what else is insane? When you endanger the lives of the people behind you. Because you're too lazy to clean the snow off your car. I'm just saying. If we're going to talk about people cleaning up things off their car, Jerry. I know. Tell me when moss has killed someone. <laughs> I know a particular person that literally has moss growing on their car. Okay, fine. Absolutely. I don't drive enough. Tell me when that is endangering people's lives. <laughs> you can try all you want. When you refuse to Can we leave that, that picture I took to the website? Oh, I didn't know you looked at it. Oh, I know I'm asking if we can link that to oh, the. Sure. Oh, we're going to link that picture link of your it, moss. We can put it up. We're going to put that picture of the moss growing on your car. You know what else I'll do? What? The next time I see your vehicle that you're driving in the middle of the winter with snow <laughs> on top, I'll link it and send a link to the KSP. That's dangerous. Seriously. It really you is. You can't do that. It is. Now, $533? Yeah. Now, there are certain cases you can't prevent that. What when that? I used to drive a truck, I couldn't climb on top of the truck and get all a the semi? snow off. Yeah. Um, and it was. Actually, you can. I mean, there's people that do it. Well. And, and in major cities, you have a choice. You do it or you will be ticketed and you will be required well, to fix it before you drive another foot on the road. Yeah. Well, it's DC, very you unsafe. don't do that. So. It's very insane. Whew. Jerry's on a roll here today. I just liked it. I just, when I read that, Who's I was like. Who's got enough snow that that's down? a problem? Where was that at? How much snow does it take to be a problem? Have you Usually it'll be pretty quick, but when that stuff flies off and hits your windshield, you're blind for a couple of seconds. Huh. Absolutely blind. Now, where was it? Washington State. So okay. Very northern state. I'm yeah. sure very heavy snowballs. Although right. I wouldn't have, this just happened. I wouldn't have thought there would have had that heavy not snowfall. In the, not, not being in the mountains. December. Right. Not, not being in the mountains. I said not twice in one sentence. Not, not. I don't think that's a double way. negative makes a positive, right? I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works at all. Hey, Jerry, real quick before we go to the next topic, tell folks how they reach us again. We don't want them to not. Well, they forget. have a choice, absolutely. For those of you who want to tell Steve how horrible it is to drive with snow and ice <laughs> packed on top of your car, you have a couple of ways of doing so. Newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com, or if you'd prefer to do it with a text message. That can be done at area code 540-709-1318. Good job. Good job. I got a lot of sports things tonight. I just couldn't help myself. But the, this one is not a sports thing. 
Earlier, you were talking about how Putin is very militaristic. Very much so. Um, would you like to know who else, what other dictators in the world are crazy, crazy militaristic? Who? <laughs> in a report coming out of North Korea <laughs> today, North Korea has changed a rule uh, because on a whim, because that's what Kim Jong-un does. does. Yep. He has made it a rule that you have to change names that are already or alter names that are to be given to children who are born where they cannot have a soft vowel at the end of their name because it, it, like sounds it sounds soft. It sounds, and I quote, like Yankee propaganda. And your names are to be more ideological ones or militaristic, ending with a hard consonant. And this, th there's no uh, grandfathering. This no, applies to every if, person. If alive. your name is, if you've had your name for 15 years, what, what about if you're 80? You have to change your name, Jerry, or no, face no. punishment um, and make it something much more militaristic or idealistic. So they're going to adopt the German language, right? Uh, apparently. I thought Every one of their words sounds so hard, so <laughs> So I just thought that that was a interesting topic of how what's going on in the crazy world of Korea today. That is. <laughs> Did you hear about in Moore County, North Carolina, where some idiots shot up a couple of power stations, substations? No, I hadn't heard that at all, actually. In Moore County, North Carolina, Gunmen shot up gunmen. We don't know if it's one or more, but two different substations last Saturday evening were just shot up with guns. Initially, it cost 45,000 people to lose power. Currently, as of this morning, 36,000 customers are still without power, and they're saying it's going to take until Thursday afternoon to get them all back up. Apparently, some of the pieces they shot are large. It's not just like some transformer where you've got 14 more of them on every truck that's driving around. Right. These pieces apparently had to be ordered out of, I think, somewhere in the Midwest, and parts are being shipped in, and it's extremely high voltage and very expensive, very complicated repairs that don't normally happen. And, yeah, a couple of – one of two things. Either a couple of idiots got really lucky, just a couple of drunks out, you know, let's see what we can shoot up tonight. Or a couple of people that had an idea what they were doing because they almost think it's the latter because they said it was either very, very lucky or it took people with some specialized knowledge to be able to do the damage that they did. But, yeah, you're talking about, you know, 35,000 people without power Sunday, Monday, two, three days later. And they're saying it may take two more days. They're saying it will take two more days for everyone to be back online. Wow. Uh, so I have two questions. Sure. Question one, do those people get credit for the time they don't have power? I've never been in a... Well, first of all... I ask that because I've never honestly question. been in a situation where I've not had power for multiple. Bad question. This is not um, cable service for your build for the number of days. Electricity is billed in what? Oh, kilowatt hours. Yeah. Kilowatt hours. So you're not accumulating any kilowatt hours to be charged for when you currently have no power. Now, there may be a, a 
portion a base of your bill that's based upon per calendar month. I don't know. Gotcha. But that would be a very small portion of the total bill. My second concern is doesn't that ex- two couple of dudes with, with some regular guns high paired rifles is all that, doesn't that really concern you yes. that about yes. our yeah. infrastructure our, our energy infrastructure oh, in America. a lot of people in Washington and other states are saying that they need to start an infrastructure audit that's going to look at water electricity and everything. You should. Because I mean, this why, is just apparently a couple of red boys with some thirties or something. Out of all of the trillions of dollars we spend, how is this not done on some section every single year? Well, first of all, how many times have you driven by a substation? It's just there. there there's nothing protecting it. Right. There's a chain link link fence on the outside, and that's to protect you from getting shot from it. Yes. <laughs> it's not so, to protect this. I, I think. A, a, the biggest problem with what you just mentioned is real quickly, we're going to be able to say, oh, this is, we know exactly what we need to do. Now, how many hundreds of billions of dollars are you willing to invest to do this? Can you imagine how many substations we've got in the United States? That we need well, to be I know, protected? but if my thing was, if we're spending this money on a yearly basis. Spending what money? The money we should be spending on the things we should be spending it on, like, you know, inter- or energy. So, well, uh, you're... Most of the energy companies are not huge. Duke Electric is one of the more, the largest, I would think, in the country, right? It's the largest one that I know of. Yeah, I think so. Uh, KU. KU is pretty, very, very small. But but they're part of a bigger co-op. Not KU, I don't think, are they? I think they are. I'm pretty sure they're not. LGE slash KU is its own subsidiary. Okay. Uh, Down in southern Kentucky, you have a lot of the... uh, RECCs, the Rural Electric Cooperatives, that makes no profit, none. Yeah. If they have profit, they give it back to the community. They yeah. set some aside, you know, for future for unanticipated needs, but the, they make no profit. Yeah. And much of the country is done that way. It's my understanding that these guys run on a pretty low profit margin. And if you're not a Duke Electric, where you've got a huge area, uh, they they do a large portion. A substantial portion of the U.S. I understand. They don't have the money to begin to invest in this. That's what I'm saying. As a federal government who's determined that it's okay to borrow billions and billions and billions of dollars from China to send to other places for us to pay the interest on, how can we not budget and have a mandatory part of the budget concentrated on our energy infrastructure? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it does because here's what I'm saying. You take all the money that you're comparing it to. You're comparing it to the money that we're giving away to other countries. All of that for the last 20 years would be a drop in the bucket compared to what it would take to begin to make safe our utility infrastructure. What I'm saying is when we decided we're going to have an energy infrastructure, when that was first decided, when we first started, had we started then saying, Okay, we're going to have this in the budget to make sure that this operates. Back then, when we first did that, it reminds me of a song that I remember my dad talking about that he and his family used to listen to coming out of Nashville, the Grand Ole Opry. My dad was born in 1935, so this is going back a year or two. But the couple of lines in the song went like this. When Columbus discovered America, it was full of nuts and berries. 
Well, I'm here to tell you that the berries are about all gone. <laughs> we didn't have near the problem with nuts back then, Steve. That's true. That's true. But you know, we 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 we've in, in this particular show we've documented two different cities that have had water problems. Water is part of our energy infrastructure. But those were due to neglect. Exactly. Right? Those because they have to, no money. Well, not only that they have no money now, they've neglected these problems. And from what I read about the one in Jackson, Mississippi, this problem had been known about for 20 or 30 years. And every politician did what politicians do. They kicked the problem down the road to the next guy. It's one of the things I hated about Matt Blevins. He got a ton of backlash because he finally decided to fix the problem with the state employees unions where all the former governors had stolen money for, from mm -hmm. it to pay for everything else. He finally was the one that decided to do something about it. And in doing so, created enough bad will. Now, was that it alone? I don't know. But he got voted out of his next election. Yeah. Well, his mouth got him voted out. There was a couple of other things he did yeah. that wasn't really smart. Overall, Matt Blevins, I thought, was a really good governor. He wasn't the type that kicked the can down the road. Right. And it so, ended up working out so well for him. So, switch to turbo here for a second. I have talked multiple times on this program okay. about a huge problem we have developing under Yellowstone. Familiar with that problem? Um, a little bit. The, the super volcano that could wipe out half the life on Earth. <laughs> but I'm very, very few people think that that is a possibility of any substantial portion until yesterday okay hadn't heard what yeah. happened yesterday the they have been taking and they have done sonic and uh what is it microwave estimations of the magma chambers the magma chambers under yellowstone have grown over two times have doubled okay since the last time that they did a a test which was when to, i don't know 60s <laughs> when they first figured out it was a volcano okay so that's a big deal. And in several photographs of the same ridge from the same angle, you can tell that there's groundswell. Is it two feet? Is it uh, one foot? Who knows? I'm sure they can tell. Yeah. I think. But it is something to definitely keep in the back of your mind. Now, I'm not a doomsday person, obviously. I actually want to go spend a few days in Yellowstone because I love that area. Have you it's heard about the in Hawaii? That's currently uh, erupting. Oh yeah, yeah. And the lava's getting within a mile or two of some yeah. semi-major road, yeah. two or three miles from some major highway. Well, that's what happens when you build an entire state on a lot on, on the side of a volcano. You thought we would have learned that in Pompeii, but you know, if we don't know our history, we're doomed to repeat it. <laughs> Just my thoughts. I don't think it's not a very fair word to say it when you build an entire state. That's exactly what we did. Well, first of all, it was built way, way before it was a state. I know. They didn't build an entire state there, but it was... What are you saying? What's the alternative? We just leave it? No, oh, no, because somebody else would have taken it. I mean, it's beautiful. It's not they don't like it. There. Hey, you know what else they like in uh, Hawaii, Jerry? Massages with no towels. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's illegal there sure. too, Jerry. <laughs> that's illegal there too. That's it. I'm not going no way. Um, but they like. There. Go ahead. Oh, 
they really like spam there. Do they? Yeah, it what seems kind to of me. Spam? Well, I think they like regular spam, oh, but okay. don't you have a spam story for I us? Do. I do. <laughs> and maybe not the spam that you're thinking of. This is not about your, when you open your email and you see all kinds of crap that you didn't want. Mm. No, this is about the old-fashioned spam. This is. I was just yeah. going to say, the old-fashioned spam, about once every couple of years, I'll get a hankering, a and hankering. I'll, I'll slice it real thin, and I'll fry it, and it stinks up the entire house. i got to say, I, I really like those hankerings. <laughs> <laughs> just say. So our worldwide people, I have to say words like that, so our worldwide audience keeps coming back because they want to hear us talk. <laughs> there you go. That's the expectation of two boys from Kentucky that they want to hear us say hankerings. Well, so for those, anyway, you take this, you you slice that spam real real thin and you mm -hmm. fry it, okay, until it's brown on both sides, nice and crispy. Egg, cheese on a big old fluffy biscuit. About every two years, that's a good sandwich. Go. That's about all I want of it, though. I agree. Mochi, I would say mine's probably a little less. Mochi, what? Oh, uh, she probably eats spam every other day. Okay. You have that much faith in her, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, for those people who are not satisfied with the classic traditional spam that you just described. Well, first, for some of our people, spam's such an old food, a lot of people don't even know what we're talking about. So okay. describe the, the, the... I will say this. Describe spam. I will say this. My hankering for spam comes about once a decade. So you apparently are like five times more used to it than I am. I will let you have the honor of describing okay. spam. So when you go to the store, there is actually an aisle that you can buy meat in a can. It's somewhere around the hot dog chili sauce. Yep. And it's called Which spam. Which is another fake meat. Yeah. It doesn't even have meat in it, most of them. So you buy this and you bring it home and... I can't believe I'm describing this on air. So you, I have a list of the ingredients if you want me to. I, I, I really don't because okay. I actually enjoy eating it. No, you you wouldn't be you wouldn't be unhappy on the figgy pudding one. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Don't get ahead of yourself. Oh. You're on the classic. Okay, so you open the can mm -hmm. and you turn it upside down, and it plops onto the 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 plate or the cutting board. The actual spam was never what got me. It was that. Gelatinous. It's the gelatinous, gross yes. stuff. And the only things That's I've right, ever found that is, is the Spam and Vienna sausages. It's in both of those, and it, it is, is gross. <laughs> but anyway, it is, what, what's it made of? It's ham, it's salt. It's, oh, the gelatinous mess? No, no, just the Spam. Well, let me cover the okay. gelatinous mess. Oh, yeah, what's the it's gelatinous? It's made up of Sasquatch's regurgitation. <laughs> that is the gelatinous mess. As far as the actual spam, the classic, the ingredients are pork, sugar, water, salt, potato starch, and sodium nitrate. Okay. It has to have one preservative. So like 17 different kinds of salt. Probably. <laughs> now, for those people that the classic spam is not good enough, spam has listened. Hormel, I think, actually owns them. Hormel Corporation has listened to you. They have come out with something called a spam limited edition figgy pudding. F-I-G-G-Y pudding, figgy pudding. For those not in the know, such as myself, I'd never heard of it. Figgy pudding is a pudding in the British sense of the word, which means it is a steamed cake-like dessert. Okay? Okay. Cake-like. 
dessert. Keyword. Made out of Spam. Made out of Spam. Now, this particular Christmas oh. version is traditionally made with suet, which is raw beef or mutton fat, eggs, brown sugar, brown breadcrumbs, spices, dried fruits, and last but certainly not least, brandy. Now, that's figgy pudding. Hormel decided to incorporate the idea and some of the ingredients from traditional figgy pudding with classic Spam. So, the ingredients in the new figgy pudding is everything we first mentioned in classic Spam. You've got your pork, your sugar, the water, the salt, potato starch. But they have added figs, orange flavor, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. Or, as it's better said on the can itself, figgy pudding, flavor, spice, and everything nice. Oh, brought to you by Hormel. Now, unfortunately, if you're in the market, if this for some unknown reason decided like it was sounded like something that you needed to try. No. You'll be very sad to hear that they quickly sold out after introducing it. And as currently, the only place you can find it is on eBay for selling for four to five times what it initially sold for. Roughly $20 a can. So, $20. I have no idea if that includes shipping or not, but you can have a can delivered to Do your you, house. Is that, is that what you want for Christmas? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> like I said, about once a decade. I think I had it about six, seven years ago. I'm good for a few more years. So, this would definitely meet my criteria for what I would do with most of the things you cook, right? Throw it straight in the trash. Absolutely. Yeah. Oof, that's for us. Yes, it would. So we're coming to a close of a show. Jerry, do you have any good ones you want to talk about? I do. I got I got one. Um, Cover yours and I'll do mine. Mine's what? a PSA. Well, let's do yours last then because that's very important. Okay. I agree with yours. Um, uh, I just want to touch on, just scrape the surface of, sure. and encourage our listeners to go to – multiple websites and do your own research because this is deep. We don't have time for it here, but it is the culmination of uh, a lot of bad. There's nothing good about it. Um, uh, if you want to get into some real good details, Glenn Beck had a really good program based on it. I would really encourage you to listen to that show. Um, and then again, go do your own research because this thing from this fashion designer uh, and I'm talking about I'm going to try to not butcher this name Balenciaga okay. um, is deep it's dark it's tormented and there are children involved and I would absolutely want you to go check it out research it don't support people who support that company here's a good example and, and I, a lot of people slam the Kardashian girls, right, for whatever reason. Oh, they just slept to the top. Well, they used what they had to get what they got. I don't fault that, okay? Um, these girls are a lot of things, but they are not stupid. If they were stupid, I think three of the four of them are self-made billionaires. Um, you don't become a billionaire in any context by being dumb. But this company needs, uh, I think this is... Uh, what's the first one? Kim. Kim Kardashian. Um, way more than Kim Kardashian needs this company. 
And if she, and I haven't noticed, I'll check right before I came over. She has yet to say, hey, I'm not interested. She did issue a statement when the, when the, the, the things came out about the child porn and the, the, the uh, stuff that was going on. And she did say uh, that she was going, her company was going to review continuing business with them. review. She should have flat walked away. She's got children. You know what I'm well, saying? There's so much misinformation in today's world. You need to be careful. There is. Your, by the way, the word that you mentioned, I'm not for sure how to pronounce. Can we put a link up on the show once we air the show so people could have at least somewhere to start doing their own? Sure. I'll, I will, I'll try to find the the best place to start because he did cover it very well would be the Ben Beck show. Sure. Um, and we can link to at his At least show. Then they'll know exactly what yeah. we're referring to um, and they because can take it from there. He, he, kind of cover, he covers it all, but he covers it in crib notes. So yeah. that would be a good place to start. But that's I just wanted to make people aware of that. Uh, also, real quick, guys – be aware of what your children are doing. Um, I had a conversation with a, a principal of a school today that said that it is, what's the word I use, Jerry? It is unbelievable the amount of THC and related vape products they, they take from students every day. Yep. It, is, it is at a level that they could usually point out and pick just a random student and they have something like that on them. Check your kids' stuff. It's not their stuff. You bought it. You have the right to check it. Yep. Make sure they're doing right. Um, uh, because here in small town Kentucky, I have, a, I have a principal telling me that. I can't imagine what it's like in bigger cities. And I can't imagine what it's like in a single-parent household where you're trying to keep up. Um you have to make sure your kids are doing right. These things, um, according to some research, one of the things that uh, was found was a resin. They call it glass. It's stupid potent. It's not, I'm 47, you're 57. Back in the day, we may have had partaken in a, a joint or two, and this stuff would make that stuff look like we were smoking dandelions. Um, just really bad stuff. Watch your parents. Watch Not watch your parents. Who cares what your parents do? They're old. Let them do whatever they want. No, if I got dementia, watch them too. Right, but definitely just watch your kids. Don't trust them. I mean, we all want to think we have the best kids, but it's not necessarily the truth. I belong but, said if you want to be a good parent, it starts with knowing where your kids are at, who they're with, and what they're doing. Yeah, You have to care enough to do those things. And really do. be smart enough to understand. This is the thing that I had to understand as a single dad. And I had boys. You had a girl. Mm-hmm. whoever your friends, your kids' friends are, that is a good representation of what your child is when they're not with you. Absolutely. Uh, and if you don't believe that, or if you're of the mindset, well, my kid's the good kid. Oh, his kid will always be the leader, never the follower. No, they will attempt to fit in. Yeah, absolutely. Kids will attempt to fit in. So anyway, I didn't mean to go off on a rant and a tangent. I just wanted to get that out because of children. Uh, Jerry, take us to our last topic here, man, because this is very, very important. For those who haven't heard, Kirstie Alley, 71 years old, passed away yesterday, I think. Yeah, yeah. She had colon cancer. Um, My PSA is simply this. If you don't get regular checkups, please start. If they're not doing blood work on you at least once a year, please start. 
technology has advanced to the point that so many of these things, we have absolutely fantastic success at being able to stop as long as we catch it halfway early. What we can't do is in the case of her, she didn't find out she had colon cancer until as was said by the family very recently. We don't know exactly how long. I hadn't heard anything about no. her being sick, nothing. And suddenly you read in the news that she's dead. And my hope and prayer is that you will get tested. Uh, go to the doctor at least once a year. If you've got insurance, guys, most insurance will cover it with little or no deductible down payment, no co-payment for a uh, healthy visit. Well care visit is usually paid. And if not, there's a very small copay. Have them do blood work. They can catch so much of this stuff. Early. Colonoscopies now, they used to say 50, 45 is the new 50. They want you to start that as a man at 45 now, not 50. If you do well, I know this from personal experience. If you do well and everything's clean, you get 10 years before yep. you have to do it. It's not that bad. You're asleep. A lot of people make fun of it and they make it into a big joke. It's the only thing is drinking the huge oh amount. Gosh. And they have junk. pills now. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to drink all that? Right. If you, if you have good insurance or you want to pay for the pill, you can take a pill. It's, nice. it's done. Yeah. Um, but um, please do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because your, your kids, your grandkids. That is the only way they can detect colon cancer yeah. until it's too late. Yeah. When you start showing symptoms for it, you're done. It's already, I think, stage three, stage four. And. And you're done. And the sad part is this stuff is so, so many people have had it and not a hundred percent guarantee, but again, great success in catching it and dealing with it as long as it's caught early. So yeah. please, please do the smart thing. I don't know uh, about you, Jerry, but Kirstie Alley, when I was a kid, was oh, yeah. my crush. Oh, and for time. you guys that don't know, Kirstie Alley, you can watch the old show Tear, or Cheers, Cheers with Ted Dancing. Yep. She was the hot chick that owned it. Yeah. Not the, not the weird whiny one, the hot one. Yeah. At the very beginning, there was Shelly a weird white. Shelly Long the blonde. was the weird whiny one. The little short, yeah. that was curly dark hair. Oh, that was uh, Rhea Perlman. She's married yeah. to uh, the short dude. She's a funny one. Yeah. But uh, Kirstie Alley definitely was, oh my gosh, just gorgeous. And it's, I mean, she's 71, but it's sad to see that happen and happen needlessly, honestly. And that, that just goes to show you that colon cancer. Although men make the biggest deal out of it, because whatever reason, um, uh, yep. it you both we both need to be checked. So absolutely, if you want to see your grandkids and generations to come, do yourself a favor and get checked. Yeah, well, that was dark. It was well, kind of, <laughs> but from a bright spot. It's so easy to prevent this from turning yes. negative. I don't know what the exact percents are, but the vast majority of the time get checked. If, it, yeah. if you've got it, catch it early. They have great, uh, your chance of being able to deal with it effectively is very, very good. Yeah. It's got to be caught early. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, we appreciate you being here again today. Absolutely. Um, we uh, hope to see you next week. We are early, though. This one will not publish until tomorrow. Correct. Uh, but uh, that's okay. But uh you guys have a great night, and if you can't see the light, be the light. See you guys.